live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. my favorite topics I love watching the trends in corporate America especially especially healthcare we're talking a lot of healthcare today on the show so I got Dr. Fabian Garcia coming in in the third segment and then I have the the fourth installment of my interview series with Joy Chevalier from the Cooksnook so this is a this is a healthcare loaded show today on the Lance J Radio Network coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee down on on Union Street in our Union Street studios. I watch LinkedIn and and I see so many people that I've known in healthcare in corporate America. I see a lot of people getting promoted into VP roles. And I absolutely love it. I see people that I've worked with Some of them have even worked for me. And the culture of the companies at the time overlooked those people and and wanted to pigeonhole them into subservient, non-critical thinking, non-leadership roles. And I wanted to talk about that today because I laugh. I see people that are doing boss things, much bigger things than me. Doing big things, working for huge companies, VPs, C-suites. And I remember leadership saying about those people, oh, they'll, they're, they're, they, they have talent, but they don't have that executive presence. And that's veiled. Let me, let me tell you something about, quote, executive presence. That's veiled language for... They're not mainstream Caucasian enough. Because I've never, I've, I've never of any of my Caucasian colleagues, especially middle-aged men, I've never heard someone say that they didn't have executive precedent. It's, it's always a black person or a woman. They don't have executive presence. When they walk into a room, people don't stand at attention. They don't, they don't have that level of gravitas. They don't have the leadership. And I think that a lot of that is, some of it's true. Every company has a different culture and companies have different needs and desires and they want, they have a right to build their own culture, bring the people in that they want to bring in to be successful, to build their teams, to wave the flag, to be company men and women. They have a right to do that. But it's just funny to me because I see people that are coming up and doing great things. And I see a lot of people who were vice presidents or directors or, or even C-suite, their careers have actually gone backwards or they're stagnant or stationary. They're still in the same space that they've been in for 10 years. Meanwhile, people that they look down upon, 
and that they did not think were talented enough to get to the next level or not only at the next level, but in many ways lapping them. And I just find that to be very funny and very interesting. It's it's company culture is interesting to me. I worked at a company once and I don't I don't ever name companies that I work for. A, I might want somebody to sponsor me one day. B, it's just not respectful. I don't have NDAs, but there's a gentleman's agreement that if you if you get a peek behind the curtain, you shouldn't be blabbing and talking and snitching and writing and all of that stuff. I'm not going to I'm not whistle. I'm not a whistleblower. But I worked for a company once. And particularly the C-suite that was in charge of that line of business. This person thrived on bullying people. They enjoyed bullying people. I never seen anything like it. They enjoyed treating people like trash. It was fun to them to treat people like trash. This person didn't realize that inadvertently, if you're a C-suite, you're a C-suite, you're treating people like garbage. You're encouraging your senior vice presidents to treat their staff like garbage. And then their vice presidents will treat their directors like garbage. And then their directors will treat their managers like garbage. But this person thrived on it. They loved it. They loved walking into a room and people being afraid of them. They disguised it under the concept that I have to push my team hard to get the best results. They, they used that as a, as a, as a smokescreen. And I felt this person was relatively an effective C-suite. But everybody really behind closed doors hated this person's guts. And I once heard this leader randomly, just randomly walking by, sitting at a table in, in the cafeteria, just randomly walking by, listening to this person. They were talking to other executives. And this person was bragging about that he had three people that worked for him that got a divorce within the last 12 months. And he was basically saying, I work my staff so hard. And and they, when I tell them to jump, they say how high so much so that their families are in ashes and cinders. And this person notice, I didn't say a gender, not trying to give anything away. I'm not trying to get sued. This person was proud that their staff had poor family life, no work-life balance. They were proud of it. They wore it as a badge of honor. They thought it was a joke. They were joking around with other executives about I'm ruining families. Husbands and wives are not spending time together because of me. When I overheard that conversation, I immediately said, I was like, I've got to get out of this company. This company is a train wreck waiting to happen. And it doesn't matter to me how much money you can pay me or how much money I can make or what the platform is or any of that stuff. I don't want to work for people that think that way. I don't want to work for executives that think that they're above other people because they're a little bit higher up on the totem pole from a leadership standpoint, from a PL standpoint, from a responsibility standpoint. I don't want to work for somebody like that. Because scumbags and rotten people come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. I've worked for reprehensible people at the C-suite level. I've worked for phenomenal people at the C-suite level that would take the shirt off of their back and give it to you. But there are people that like to power trip and ego trip. And I've, I've been in another organization I work with. They didn't believe in promoting people from within. 
They thought that all of the best talent was from outside of the organization. So you'd have people that come in and work four, five, six, seven years, sometimes 10 years, and they would not promote that person. They would ultimately bring somebody in from the other side of the country and promote that person instead. And this created a morale crisis and turnover. But once again, the C-suite didn't care because they wanted to create a culture where people were viewed as widgets. You come in, you put in your time, but we're not going to invest in you personally. We're not going to invest. We're definitely not going to invest in you emotionally. We're not going to train you to get better. We're going to promote somebody else from another organization because they're smarter than you. They're better than you. They're better looking than you. They have a better education than you. And they're more valuable to the company than you are. Well, that company over the course of time is going to lose a lot of talent because people are not going to sit and wait for your promotion. I say this all the time. When I, when I was in corporate America, I don't wait for promotions. You're going to promote me every 18 months, two years tops. If I perform, if, if you won't promote me, I'm going to go somewhere else. I would never wait seven or eight years to get promoted. I had a boss tell me that once. Well, you know, we put you on a, on a four-year track to the next promotion. I'm like, yo, I'll be out of here in 90 days. I don't have four years to get promoted and make more money. We don't even know. We don't even know if the world's going to be here in four years. It's just that that level of thinking. I know that some people, they're into the concept of continuity and want to be at the same place. And that's fine. But we're in a place now, man, it's a gig economy. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to wait four years for a corner office and a parking spot. Are you out of your bleeping mind? especially the type of talent that I have for risk adjustment and heaters and stars and value based. I'm bringing in nine figures of money. I'm not going to wait for a promotion. Now I don't encourage people out there that are talented and are doing well and are top 1%, 2%, 3% of their companies. You shouldn't be waiting for a promotion either. But I see the whole good old boys, good old girls concept that they create these different, they, they, they start to bring in these different, criteria for grading people. And I've seen, I've seen people have the goalposts moved on them so many times. And I've told people when I became a healthcare executive, I said to my staff, I was like, look, you may have exhausted all of your opportunities here. I can only give you so much because I can't move you from zero to 60 immediately. I would tell people you're talented, you're brilliant. Go out and find another company. I'll comp you the time so you can go on interviews. I'm not mad because it's business. You're bringing in a great product. You have a right to look for something better. If I can't give you as a boss what you deserve because I don't have it in the budget or I don't have it in the, in the org chart or whatever the situation may be. But I never encourage somebody to stay in a role that I knew they could do something better with. And I never talked somebody down in the review and said that, hey, you're not good enough to be an executive when I know you're good enough. I had, I had a boss once, man. I had a boss that tried to send me to some schooling classes, some HR classes, and, and the same thing. You don't, you're, you're talented. You brought in a record amount of, of revenue for the company, but you don't have the executive presence to get promoted. I went to the class one day. The lady was like, what are you doing here? You're wasting my time. You're wasting your time. You're ready to be executive. You've been ready to be executive. You should get a promotion. That's between you and your boss. And I left the company, but I'm not going to let somebody label me based on my talent. And I just see people busting out of that. Some of them are people that I've actually talked to 
and help. But I see people busting out of that. I see people taking control of their own destiny and saying, I'm not going to take that foolishness anymore. I know that I'm talented. I know that I have the drive. I may not look the, I may not look the traditional part. I may be a black woman. I may have curly hair. I may be bald and have a goatee or a full beard. I may have dreadlocks. I may be a single mother of three. I may be in the LGBTQ community. I may have piercings and tattoos and green hair and different things that make me, me. But it's not about the exterior. It's not about the good old boys club. It's not about the fabrication or the assumption or the stereotypical view of someone who's a, as an executive, someone that's wearing a blue pinstripe suit and a tie bar. That's not what it's about in these days. I, I just love to see people that are talented and grind hard and have been in this business and have worked their butts off to get to the next level. I love to see them get promoted and I love to see them get what's coming to them. Darn that boss that tried to tell you that you weren't good enough. Paragon 7 Studios. On guard, I'll let you try my Wu-Tang style. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. You know what? I didn't tell you this, Slants. I went to Hampton. What? What? Yeah, I went to Hampton, you. You went to Hampton? Yep. Man, you, we've been doing a show together for a whole year. You just pull it out that you went to Hampton? I never went to class. I was just uh, partying. So you, so you enrolled at Hampton? James Lewis. You didn't I actually, enrolled at Hampton. You didn't actually go to Hampton. Well, I had a couple of good friends. They all went to Hampton, but and I was just sleeping on their couch, so... Man. I went to some of the classes. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.